1: Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope that you are doing well. So I had to redo this introduction because by the time you are hearing this, I don't—I I doubt it will be official. But I'm sure you saw it on the website by now. But Members of Roma's press office are informing all of the websites and the newspapers that all signs are pointing to Henrik Mkhitaryan signing a new deal to remain with the club. So just some brief background, Mikatarian he had a, an option inserted into his deal last summer where he could accept or reject any contract renewal offer from Roma after the season. Now, today was not the official deadline. He actually has through June that ability. However, both he and the club agreed that today was sort of the uh, unofficial self-imposed deadline that he would let them know one way or the other if he is going to sign that new deal or not. Now, we kind of got the hint that things were aiming towards a positive outcome when two members of his entourage landed at Fiumicino last Tuesday evening, I believe it was. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday evening. But once that happened, we had a pretty good indication that he would be remaining at Roma and signing a new deal. He met last week with Diago Pinto, but we didn't know The outcome of that meeting, we didn't know if it went well or not. Obviously, he was looking for some clarification as to his role after things between he and Mourinho obviously did not go well at Manchester United. But it seems like he has gotten all of the uh, reassurances that he was seeking because, again, this is directly from Roma. And also the reason why all of us had this exact same story with almost the exact same words, all within about a 10 to 15 minutes span of each other. Um, Roma, they informed everybody uh, of this news at more or less the same time, but uh, one of Mikatarians' representatives, they contacted the club late this evening and they're still working out the uh, the finer details, the, the the little things. There isn't anything major or any major hurdles that they have to overcome. He's going to sign a 2 years deal, four and a half million euros net. So a, a pretty substantial contract offer from Roma. But all signs are pointing towards him signing this new contract. But as of this moment, he hasn't signed anything, but all signs are pointing to a positive outcome and that he will remain with the club. So I wanted to throw that in there because, because Andy and I discuss this exact topic later in the podcast. And by the time you're listening to this, again, I, I it probably won't be official. One of uh, Mkhitaryan's guys told me it will take at least a couple of more days before they can make anything official. But from Roma's point of view, it is progressing towards... Uh, the signing, the two years contract, four and a half net million euros, and him remaining with the club. So that is that. I'm going to play now the normal episode that Andy and myself recorded earlier today, where we gave out our season grades for Roma. So without further ado, here are our final judgments on Roma from this past season. okay andy we are going to give our grades from this past season for roma as a very brief aside i made the mistake of flying into venezia this time instead of verona like i usually do when i return to vicenza and i saw some of our patrons in our patreon group very excited for venezia being promoted to syria let me just tell you very quickly, nobody here cares. In fact, I have never seen a place give less of a shit about their club being promoted. And as an additional aside to that, never, never, never will I make the mistake of flying into Venezia ever again. There is a reason I generally avoid this place like the plague. But anyway, that that's a whole other discussion that we can get into. Anyway, that has absolutely nothing to do with what we are discussing today i just had to get that off my chest anyway so you set this whole thing up andy with how we're going to grade and give our verdicts and you wanted to start out with the most disappointing player this season i don't even know where to start with that can it be like multiple can we pick like a dozen of these for each (laughs) each category because for disappointing Honestly, how can you pick one guy? For me, <laughs> if I gun to my head only because of how much you and I talked about him, I think I may be more guilty of this than you because I think I was pushing for him more than anybody. I think on Roma Twitter, Roma, whatever, in the Roma stratosphere, El Shadawi. El Shadawi. I think you and I both said that this was the type of guy that they needed uh, to bring in in January, somebody who could add a scoring presence. Was that goal against Spezia his first league, uh, first and only league goal of the campaign? I believe it was. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. He scored in the Europa League.
1: Mm. See, I thought they were going to get a guy who is very motivated, a guy who would be desperate to make it to the Euro I didn't think they would get the guy who uh, looked like he was still on Chinese holiday, who may or may not have been snorting some sort of substance that entire time. Allegedly, uh, a substance that he allegedly, allegedly, allegedly enjoys um, consuming. Come on, occasion. man.
2: <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Snitches get stitches, man. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. Okay. Well, this is why I have multiple passports um but anyway I, I i cannot believe that that guy actually it, it, i'm i'm refusing to believe that that was actually him out there maybe he has a twin maybe that was his brother manuel the entire time and they just uh, they had him lose some weight have him lose two three stone and then you uh, you you do his hair in in a similar fashion <laughs> There 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 was no way that was a real Stefan El Shadawi, yeah? I, I, I refuse to believe that was actually him because that guy was so ineffective. I, I can't recall a single match where he did something where you were like, Oh wow, yeah, okay, that's right. him. Right. Other than maybe <laughs> one or two if I'm pressed.
2: Who is it for you? Uh man, I was thinking about this because I was I was actually thinking about this this sort of the season in review and uh if i if i have to choose in a, in the disappointing category um it'll be it'll be a, for me a three way tie okay <laughs>
0: okay
2: i'm okay. it's it's a, a three way tie just because it's impossible for me for, okay first of all uh let's focus on the players brought in from the market the transfer market okay for mm. number 1 disappointing player pedro Pedro has been disappointing because after a really excellent start, I remember we are coming on here and you were like, Andy, they got him for free for free and um i have so many shameful tweets that no, nobody. somebody will have to delete <laughs> somebody um but 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 the, that's the that's the thing he was at the beginning you're like oh this is this is great this is the guy that we signed up for this is this is what
0: we needed
2: um this was the guy that would come on i mean you remember in the opening days he he figured out that udinese game with that rocket um, into the into right, the upper right, right corner uh, in the europa league he was just Everywhere playing out of his mind. Um, it wasn't even funny. It was you just come on pure class for about a month and a half, maybe two, and then boom, absolutely vanished actually not the second he made
1: that comment against Napoli about it being a oh, yeah. match for the, the Scudetto, and that's after, yeah because that I think
2: that. that was sort of like a, like it, that was such a big blast that was really i mean because that that game reinforced the belief that Roma were really nowhere to be found against bigger teams and he was one of the main culprits and the fact that he just disappeared and actually was detrimental in those matches. Like you would watch this team and the guy that would lose most possession, the guy that would make the most, uh, the stupidest passes possible, the, the the guy that looked, you know, just so disinterested in the game uh, was Pedro. And, and, and that's not something that I expected from a 33 year old with such a, you know, class background, such a pedigree, um, I, I know we've had our fair share of like veterans coming here on vacation, but as we've seen with Smalling in the first year, primarily Grejects can, can do wonders in, in this area. And this, right. and this brings me to my second disappointment, which again, cannot be understated. Smalling, you go out of your way to sign this guy and, um, I mean you even like do something that is most most likely- illegal you you sort of sign him after the gong you know um probably strong arm the the league officials uh, Joe Pesci Joe Pesci style and uh, right. Right. you know tell them to to watch out for a, for for a clock ticking in their car or something and um, and they let you sign him up and they let you hand him a contract and be like hey you can you know we after your first excellent year you're now a, a Roma player for good and the moment you do that the fact that after a year of excellent performances um without without I, I don't even remember when was a time where he skipped a game because of an injury in his first year right uh right. he was so rock solid so consistent and then this year comes on and he misses over 60% of the matches um and for for the most part we don't even know why it's happened like we only know oh he's got a knock he's got a knock on on, in training or, you know, he's still not feeling right. And it just, it it just kept going and going. It was like a nightmare because uh, you, you, you just wanted to see that spark of confidence in the defense, some good, good old fashioned leadership. Uh, You just saw that there were moments where you needed him and he wasn't there. And so obviously this is out of his, um, you know, injuries are not something that we can control but is it's definitely a player that for me you know the, the his absence was the one of the most disappointing aspects of the season and then finally i come to um the biggest disappointment for me and and this is you know i i i bear a grudge and and for me that is, this is not okay when a player goes on with a player, an experienced player goes on and messes up a team's season, uh messes up a team's chemistry and then, you know, gets into it with the manager. Um That's that's not cool. Never cool, especially when somebody right. is a veteran, a club legend, whatever. You don't do that. And Eddie Dzeko, who for me is the number one disappointment, is uh is, just did something that it, nobody should should ever do and um least of all a guy who's been here since 2015 a guy who's backed so many goals has played so many important games for us and this season he, you know he had the perfect opportunity to end it on a high note after a transfer market where every, everything was pointing to him leaving and then he stays again for another time he stays and you expect him to be professional about it, and instead he chose not to be. And the moment that you strip him of Captain Compton's armband, the pride gets the best of him, and he starts messing with the manager, messing with the locker room. And I think that that contributed in a big way to, to how this season
0: unfolded.
1: Oh, definitely, and the thing that most bothers me is—and you saw it—the last few matches, particularly in uh, the Derby against Lazio, when you have a motivated and a concentrated, especially Edin Dzeko, isn't it astonishing how much better Roma look, how much more free-flowing, and oh, yeah. uh, how much more dangerous? We they saw are that in, in the attack. Derby. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it, that is the part that. Probably and I think you, you touched upon it already. That's the part that when it comes to Jekyll, listen, I will never uh, I, I will never go along with some of the some of the abuse that I think he gets. I, I I think a lot of it is unfair, I do. But I don't think there's any doubting, and this is something you you discuss at length a number of times on here, just his sulking attitude at times, times where Perhaps he's uh, he's put himself ahead of the team. The part that just it makes me go mad is perfectly encapsulated by the derby. Okay, when you see him motivated, concentrated, and he is giving all of his effort, uh, this Roma is one hundred and fifty percent different. And when he's not like that. They are so much worse. And I think a lot of that is their over-reliance on him. And, of course, that is something you can, at least to an extent, blame the manager for. But my frustration with, with him is in that. Why, why can he not bring that level of effort and professionalism every single match? Of course, there's going to be times where he doesn't perform well. Of course. But it's just the application of it. It is so abundantly obvious
2: with him, Andy
1: you can just tell when he's in the mood or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like he
2: cannot hide Definitely. it at all. Yeah. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's not at good at hiding emotions. And you know, when, when the season gets, gets, gets tough, and at Roma very often the season gets tough. And this was not the first, you know, this was not the first tango for for him. So he should have, with the season on the line, you. And the the thing about it is. The moment this happened, it was really like late December, January, when when Roma were actually still in a position yes. to do good. Like Roma had a perfect opening to the season. You know, despite losing those big games, it was still a Roma team that was set on achieving its objective of reaching Champions League football. They, they, they were in a perfect position to do so. And the moment that Jekyll thing blows up it literally blows up any chance of 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 roma uh getting there it, it just it just abruptly uh, got into the way of 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 our mission and um it, it i i do believe that it sort of messed up everything that roma had built up to the point um and look this is a jacko that gets paid seven million Euros uh, per per season Okay and this is a guy who Is considered The main authority in the locker room this is the guy that Despite all of This has scored what Um, uh, I I believe like 20 goals in, In two years which is pathetic it's quite pathetic right. for for oh, some 100 you pay him so much money you put him at the forefront of your project you you, you know every single ball get, that goes in goes to djeko he is like he is the guy that leads uh and and determines the way you play and he and, and he can't do that and and then when things don't go his way his attitude hurts the team i can't have that and um I'm sorry, but that's, you know, if there is something as disappointing uh, veterans, um, I think Jeco, you know, uh, takes number one because it's just too much on the line, too much history with this guy. It's been something that's been repeating itself, and this was the season where it should have not. After after that Sevilla game, where it was clear that Dzeko was against uh, Fonseca, um despite not being able to sell him, he should have sort of uh, used that as an opportunity to say goodbye, farewell in a nice um, way by helping the team. And instead um, we got the same uh, pissed off Jekyll.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think the timing of it at all, as you mentioned, I, I don't think it could have been any worse. So yeah, uh, I, I, you're not going to hear much of an argument from me. You could you could easily make the case that it was Jekyll. Uh, opposite end of that, though, biggest surprise. I guess we could say, or most. Uh, yeah,
2: well, let's just go with biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, biggest surprise um, for me, it has to be a two-way tie. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it two Spanish players? Uh, well, n- one of them is it has to be or let me let me rephrase that okay um yeah let's do it two i three, okay <laughs> i'm too excited for this category because at least there's something good to tell. talk about you know it's going to it's it has to be a three way tie one is going to be three yeah it has to be three way tie oh. one it has to be vr just because vr is somebody that is is you know came up out of out of nothing. And, and we got him for a bag of chips, uh, from a, a second division <laughs> Spanish team. And, um, and he was brilliant. Like when he exploded and we, we were like, what's going on? He was brilliant. And, you know, we know that everybody has their ups and downs. And so it was perfectly normal for him in the last, uh, what, three months that we've seen him, um, the, the form, declined obviously that's that I was bound to happen you know um but but the the things that we saw and for in considering the circumstances that we took him in I mean we took him in the same session that Carlos Perez was brought in which that's another guy that can be named as another disappointment Whoa. because uh, VR was like a complimentary piece to to Perez and Ibanez. Ibanez we more or less knew that this was a guy in this area we saw him you know wearing the Atalanta shirt um we heard of him at least meanwhile uh, VR was just you know a kid from from wherever that that we just uh, took hold of and and then, in the moment of need, when you know when Vertu was injured, oh no, it was Diawara that had COVID, um, and and Cristante shifted to to playing center back. This guy just came in and exploded and and did wonders, um, and was was really perfect for for a number of months. Um, and and then I have to um, then I'll, I'll reveal my second, my my number two and my number one after you, John. For me, I had Mayhoral mm-hmm. and
1: Villar. Yeah, uh, vr though, I have to be honest with you. The fall-off that he had in the last few months really concerned me. Really, really concerned me. I hope it doesn't affect him moving forward. I hope not. Because I do think when you have him in form, when you have him playing in the right system with the right uh, duties and responsibilities... I think he is very, very, very effective. In fact, I would say when it comes to uh, Mourinho and his football, I would say Villar is tailor-made, tailor-made for his way of playing. However, from a mental point of view, I I am worried and concerned from what we saw, or I, I guess more what we did not see in those last few months, because... You want to talk about just a, a sharp decline? It was almost as if his decline was as quick and as sharp as his ascension.
2: Yeah, but that's and but that coincides with Roma doing well and then Roma going right into exactly. the toilet. Uh, I mean, that's. When things started to go bad, really bad, and Roma just sort of freefalled its way into seventh place, that's when his decline happened. That's when you couldn't really tell whether he was on the pitch or not. Um, and, and but when Roma were doing good, when when you first encouraged them by playing him in in those smaller games, and then remember he played against the Inter and he he was magnificent. The way he Wonderful. handled yeah. everybody, from ranging from Brozovic to Lukaku, um, he, he, there was a period in time where he was just doing everything right, and everything seemed to be perfectly fine with him. Um, I do believe that's you know th- it's bound to happen when you have uh, a team, a crappy team, playing like that. It even happened with Zaniolo um, in in uh, when he exploded in, in Di Francesco's second year. He was brilliant. But then once the team started to just completely fall off off the rails, he he wasn't as impactful. And we all know what Zaniolo's worth was at the time. So um, I I do believe that this guy can get a a, a real fair chance with with, uh, Mourinho. And I do have to agree with you that um, Borja Mayral is also uh, my number two uh, choice because... You bring in a guy, you know, after the likes of Defrel, after the likes of who did we else have, Kalinic, a chic, um, all guys that were supposed to replace Dzeko or at least give him some breathing room. Uh, here comes this guy who uh, whose best season has been at Levante with eight goals. Um, whenever he had a chance to play for Real Madrid, he was a major disappointment. Um, And here it comes, you know, with with expectations really at a a minimum, right? Because how high can expectations be after witnessing a year of Kalinic? Um, Here comes this guy, and and he puts in so much work. You can see that even at the beginning when he was struggling, he was putting a lot of work. And people were like, oh, uh, I don't like him. I don't like how he moves around the pitch. But this guy just kept his head down and worked and worked and worked and, and, you know, to end up the season with 17 goals, what is 17 goals and how many assists six or something like that? Um, right. Yeah. 17 and seven. Yeah. 17 and seven. That's, that's excellent for, for a bench warmer, for a guy that is supposed to come in, you know, when, when, when you're playing in against Austrian farmers, um, that that's great. And, and the way he handled himself, um, even when things didn't, weren't going his way, um, he never said anything. You know, He never barked at the coach the way some players did. Um, if you needed to take him off, fine. He accepted it. If you needed him to come on in the last 10 minutes, he accepted it. And he, 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 he scored. And he scored. And he scored in a way that allowed the team to flow. And some of our best games coincided with him playing very well. So that's all I got to say about him.
1: Well, what do you have to say about the news that our good friend Filippo Mianfora reported today that mm-hmm. uh, Roma, so they have two options to buy him this summer, next summer. This summer, it's 15 million euros. Next summer, it's 20. Uh, Filippo reported as of, uh, as of now, this summer, they are not going to exercise the option to buy. So he will remain at the club next season on loan. And then obviously, they will have to make a decision from there. Uh, for me listen uh, my hotel had a fantastic season nobody would deny that I, I guess kind of like karsdorp my only apprehension with him is uh, this season was when you take uh, the last two three four seasons of his career into account this season was the anomaly so do you do you do you, do you bet on him continuing as such in his current form or do you I get not hope, but do you more so believe that he reverts back to his uh, to his previous ways? As far as that goes, obviously, until Mourinho arrives, there's no way of us knowing anything. But I guess as of now, uh, how do you fall in that regard? Because I I can understand Roma's apprehension. Uh, If you're going Mm -hmm. by the greater body of work, it it says that the likelihood of them, or I'm sorry, the likelihood of him uh, replicating this next season is
2: slim. Yeah. And all things considered, you know, splashing fifteen million right now is 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 difficult. Can put you in a difficult position. At the same time, if it pays off, splashing five more million the next year is not going to be a problem, right? Like that's. I think that's. It's a wise decision because you you are still instilling confidence in the players. Saying listen we 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 want you here it's just right now we want to also focus on 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 uh, on other positions that no, need looking into he's here he's gonna be here for another year great so you don't have to worry about a backup striker right and 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 if 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 he pay if it pays off excellent then you can get him next year and and that's that shouldn't be a problem um i don't I, I do think that here he found it, found sort of the, the 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 a nice setting you know a, a good circumstances where um, a time there the wasn't really much pressure put on him um mm-hmm. the few times that it was was just because of uh of stuff uh, happening around the a starting striker and it wasn't like you know it wasn't like with Schick with Schick he was brought in he was supposed to be the star player this guy was supposed right. to be you right. know oh just another uh, just another backup to to Jekyll let's see how he does and I think that that greatly contributed to his form so um I do believe that everybody wins in this case you know um Real Madrid Real Madrid don't have to bother with him um, he can stay here uh, he can have another year to 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 you know to improve and he 's really young i mean he 's twenty three so this is you know it 's still nothing is set in stone, so this guy can can improve or he can you know he can also have an off season but um in this case nobody nobody loses
0: tax day is coming oh no.
1: Now, as far as biggest surprise, we did biggest disappointment. I guess from that, who was the most important uh-huh. for the team this season? Uh, yeah. In your point of view? Because I, I find this to be inc- incredibly difficult. It is my difficult. gut says to go with Mancini. Mm-hmm. He would probably be my vote only because it seemed like when he was not out there, well, let me put it this way. <laughs> uh Roma were bad with him out there at times at the back uh without him they looked even worse I I thought his absence in the Europa League was was very very heavy uh, but I think he has started to emerge as this uh, this very important presence both on and off the pitch I'm not saying he's dead all see but for me, and I've said this in our patron group a number of times, I, I feel like when it comes to the captain of a team, you have to have this sort of um, this bastard sort of personality trait right. within you. Yeah. Pellegrini, Florenzi, especially the latter, they don't have that. They don't possess that. I feel like Mancini has that right character that you look for in a captain. He, now, listen, I, I, I do think there's times, especially on the pitch, where he can be very rash and it, it like that all scene. There's going to be times where he's going to have to learn to rein that in. However, I feel like he is starting to emerge as an important voice on, off the pitch, and I feel like this season is when he really, really took a big step forward. So if, if, if I were to name a season uh, most valuable player, he, he would probably get my vote. Who would it be for you?
2: It, it, it's weird. So l- listen the the fact that we are not even mentioning Mekitaren with the numbers that he has mm. makes you think a little bit about the the importance of those statistics and you know when you when you factor in everything, the fact that you look at those numbers and then you you look at the season that we had, um, you feel a bit conned by. But oh, for sure. you know, by by this contribution is, I mean, those are really outstanding numbers. And if you were just some casual dude on the internet, just scrolling through sofa score statistics, and you, you know, you were like, "Oh, let's see how the 33 year old Mkhitaryan uh, is doing," and then you look at those statistics, you're like, "Wow, that's incredible! That's that's a career season, right?" and uh, not really you don't you don't you don't feel that much like you absent for 3 or 4 months andy uh, absent for 3 or 4 months but also absent in the big games like yes. i i in the big games i at least can recall mancini's frustration i can like, recall him being probably the best part about the losses against uh juventus the the draw against inter um napoli I, I at least I have that sort of memory with, with the likes of Mikitarian. Um, I just don't have that. Uh, I do have this as um, <laughs> another, uh, this is going to be a two way tie between um, the man that was for me the biggest surprise, which is Karsdorp. I think that Karsdorp has to come into the conversation as also being our probably most consistent player because Mancini, as great as he was. As a leader, as a presence in the field, this was a guy that also made huge mistakes, like really costly mistakes, um, slow on the turn, he'd give the pass, or the pass would be too short, and, you know, the the opposition would score on us, and a lot of times it was a Mancini, um, but Karsdorp, man the the consistency the dedication the fact that he was able to basically play every game 90 minutes straight um week in week out every three days after years and years of injuries and what seemed to be like a broken link with the with the club and here comes in and he plays his mind out and uh, the fact that even in the losses, in the even in the most embarrassing moments, he was always there, ready to fight till the very end, like a guy like Mancini, um, really just puts him up there for me as as the most valuable player for this team. Because Spinazzola was great; he had a fantastic opening to the season. Then, after, unfortunately, injuries took a toll on him. Um, but Karsdorp, man, always there. Um, great, great performances. Even when the team wasn't counting on him too much offensively, he was doing a tremendous job defensively, which is, again, something that we we did not see him um, in those few outings when when Monchi got him. Uh, That was was the opposite of what we saw. We saw a guy who couldn't uh, read uh, the likes of Kevo Verona. And here, this guy was just all over the place doing everything for this team. And I think that that plus Mancini's leadership really make make those two guys some of my, two of my favorite players and two of my favorite surprises this year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's do our grades then. We don't have to go individual by individual, but right. we can go through the most notable names in in each category. So let's let's start with goalkeeper, I guess. If we want to go from is oh, this man. most depressing or is attack most oh. depressing? I, I guess either way you you, you you analyze this. Each area has its own uh, depressing figures in it. So, Paolo Lopez, Mirante. I guess we can throw Fusato in there. Although, the people saying, oh, well, he did really well in the latter stages. Maybe we should give him an opportunity. Come on. Oh. When I saw Roma bid farewell to Mirante on, on social the other day, I had to go back, and I thought, you know, maybe I'm just being too harsh. Maybe maybe his season wasn't as bad as I thought. Maybe I'm just remembering – maybe I'm just being biased and only remembering the very, very bad moments. No, not the case. It was as bad as you probably <laughs> would have expected. And the, the weird thing is, too, for uh, – listen, when it comes to the second-choice goalkeeper – uh, with the way modern football is. I mean, it seems like uh, the second-choice goalkeeper is getting at least 10 to 15 appearances per season for nearly every club, or I should say most clubs. So you need a, not a, 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 a top-level name, but you need a decent name. When the Roma brought Mirante initially, I thought, this was ugh, this is fantastic. This is exactly what they need. Um, now, when you take that in congruence with Robin Olsen, I mean, it's all terrible. But other than six months under Ranieri, he was horrible. This season, I have never seen a goalkeeper age before my (laughs) eyes so quickly. It was like father time came onto the pitch, slapped him upside the head, and this resulted in him not being able to move. This resulted in him making some of the most stupid errors i think i've ever seen from anybody let alone a guy who has been playing uh, top level football for just under almost two decades okay he was so i, I cannot get over how bad he was this season anyway. no no yeah yeah awful yeah yeah it awful. has to. that atalanta <laughs> match will give me nightmares until i pass away yeah
2: it has to be said that this you know this this was a guy that uh, when when Robin Olsen was was demoted to the bench by Ranieri, this was a guy that instilled confidence in us. You know, uh, after months and months of Robin Olsen blunders, um, this guy just came in and sort of had this very calming presence about him. And this season, he had no presence at all. Like this guy nope. looked like he was in his rookie season, um, like he had never seen. What a football looks like uh, was not confident at all. Um, the team looked shakier than usual, which says a lot. Yeah, and it's a shame that in in some of our biggest matches of the season, like the Manchester United one, he was the one starting and i think that, that that is you know in all fairness to Paulo lopez that also says something about him i think paul lopez in the europa league was an exceptional uh, so the fact that we lost him and had to play that that match uh, that match against that leg against uh, Manchester united with mirante is something that will always haunt me just because Sure, it was a Europa League semifinal. All things considered, the the season this season was crap. So blah 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 blah. But still, it was a Europa League semifinal, okay? And Roma had their shot at it. Roma could have done something, and I think that having Mirante there, letting some of those goals in that could have been easily prevented, because obviously a team yes. like Roma are always gonna uh, suffer. Uh, at Stanford Bridge or whatever am am I getting correctly or did I mess up the stadium because (laughs)
1: that's okay (laughs) <laughs> um see now I don't even know it. I'm laughing at you and I'm taking the piss and I don't even know the name of Doesn't it. Doesn't matter. It, it, it's it always it's yeah, ra- no <laughs> th- yeah, we'll just call it Stanford Bridge because okay. that's right by Roma's uh <laughs> headquarters anyway. Old Trafford. Duh. Old Trafford, I, Jesus here?
2: Christ. Okay, For but still free. it's rainy England. Um <laughs> so I'm just yeah, saying I'm story. just saying you want your shot at it and Mirante never gave it to you, okay? After no. after <laughs> no, a see no. after a season of Paul Lopez in the Europa League, the delivering consistently and actually being one of the better goalkeepers in the competition to find yourself with Mirante there and in a, with a team that was clearly suffering, you, you, you lost a number of players. Um, you, you, you were still there. You had, you were two one up. Um, the team obviously suffered from something mental, but this guy was supposed to give you a bit of reassurance, a bit of confidence. Right. And um, he did neither. And the, the team sank with him they definitely did and now pa lopez
1: you just brought up the uh, not only the, the the statistics but the performances from the europa league versus city a i wish i had some sort of intriguing insightful explanation i'm looking at the numbers right now on football reference in front of me i have no way of explaining this zero i i, I don't know how anybody can make sense of this I think, if anything, it goes as further evidence that this guy, from a mental standpoint, from a character standpoint, is just so fragile that you just have no idea what what you're getting with him. Which I think is, again, further evidence that you, you can't count on him for an additional season under Jose Mourinho a guy who likes to play this particular way no no way in my opinion no way can you count on this guy hmm. zero uh,
2: yeah i mean i it's 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 a gamble it's a gamble and it's it's going to be interesting what what roma decide with him especially now that he's out um it's again is it can you work on him can, it, can there is there's still hope for you know for example a guy like Mourinho, who's known for being uh, you know, a, a guy that says either pack your bags or, you know, or, or you're a hero of mine. Like there, there is no in between with Mourinho. I wonder if there is still hope for for Paul Lopez to to become the guy. And and I do think that uh, he was f- fantastic in the Europa League. There were a lot, a number of times where he saved our asses, and he, in, in especially against Ajax. He was there to, to, to give us confidence against Shakhtar Donetsk. He was there um, whenever we needed him. And that was big. That was, that was definitely big. But unfortunately, again, you the fact that the season went this way is also um, in, in major part because you never really had a clear reference point in goal. And a yeah. team that aspires to Champions League football just cannot have a question mark in goal.
1: Oh, without a doubt, and I think, again, this is why we're going to see Roma try and uh, exploit a certain situation in the market to, to, to try and bring in another name. Uh, obviously, the only problem is you still have Pa Lopez, uh, who, even after two, two years of amortization, I mean, we're still looking at a pretty heavy figure, who, who pays that for him? I just don't see any potential suitors. So it's going to get, uh, it's going to get awkward, definitely, in goal for Roma. Defense, uh, this was just all bad, beyond Mancini, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess you could... Uh, Cristante, do we want to throw Cristante in there? Might as well. Yeah, yeah. he I, should, I mean, because he... You see the, jo- <laughs> the jolly della Roma now? Is see the new... I don't want to say the new Florenzi, because that probably would come no, off you, as an insult. No, but you, know, know, but you also but,
2: curse him. You would, you would definitely curse him that way. <laughs> all
1: right, well, then I'm not going to say it. But...
2: Uh, Chistante and Mancini for me were the
1: only bright spots. Kumbula, uh, too many ups I, and downs. I, I, the COVID too injuries, many ups yeah. and downs. Yeah. Yes, but 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 come on, d- d- were we really counting on this guy to to be the the an undisputed first choice? I, I felt like you bring him in to come off of the bench and to be sort of a project guy. So I can't really hold too much against him because. I, if I'm being quite honest, yes, I was absolutely thrilled when the Roma acquired him. But in the back of my mind, I never thought, OK, well, this guy's the first choice. But he found himself in that situation because of Smalling being unavailable for 75, 80 to 90 percent of the season. So that's not really his fault, in my opinion.
2: No, I I also believe that Kumbula, you know, Kumbula, you got him for Mercedine and a bag of chips. Okay, that's that's what it comes down to. You know, the big figures people love to say, oh, you paid thirty million for him. That's bullshit. Um, you know, uh, this guy. I and I and I do think that again, this is a guy. Once again, it's sort of the sign of where this how how shaky this Roma team was because there were moments at the beginning of the season when he was not out with COVID that he was great, um, along yes. with a number of other players. And really, I mean, there was that whole period where we said Ibanez and Mancini are you know fantastic duo, blah 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 blah, and it was justified because you'd see these games, you'd see a guy like Kumbula you know, come off the bench and and slip right in and he and he fit perfectly and i i do find find it uh, sort of sad that unfortunately he had to you know cope with being a month or so out with covid and and then injuries and uh, that bogged him down and at the end of the day you find yourself with a defense where probably the best performer out of them all is a guy who's not a defender, okay. This right, right. So, uh, and 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 Cristante, listen, we have to throw him in there because that's that's the reality of the situation. Roma were forced to play with uh, a, a guy who originally was uh, supposed to be an attacking midfielder, and now he finds himself uh, as one of the first choices um, for for that starting center back position. So, uh, probably the best out of them all in terms of performances, oddly enough. It's Cristante um, Because this guy was Played with a lot of heart Uh, It seems weird to say But he made the least mistakes As I can recall I can recall a number of Ibanez mistakes I can recall a a number of Mancini mistakes But Cristante, no Yeah, I was going to ask you about Ibanez What a
1: curious guy he is I mean, clearly he has a lot of promise Mm -hmm. mean, his I think a lot, yeah yes I mean his on the ball abilities are, are are they cannot be disputed however my word does he fall victim and, and listen maybe this just comes with uh, being 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 a younger player you're you're playing at uh, Roma you were thrust into this spotlight rather quickly after not playing hardly at all at Atalanta for nearly one full year but my word is he uh, he falls victim way too often to just Stupid, silly mistakes that mm-hmm. you just think to yourself, come on, man. Like, wh- what were you thinking there? Yeah. I-, I mean, it, it is, it, it, he is the kind of guy. What's the saying? Is it feast or famine? Is that how, I don't know if that's the, the right. Use I don't to know, term, man. You come anyway. up with
2: like the weirdest sayings <laughs> in the world. <laughs>
1: I don't know if that's the accurate way or the accurate. Pronounce, not pronounce. I don't know where I'm going with this, but anyway, it seems like he's either really, really on or really off. And I Mm -hmm. guess my fear with him is that we really didn't see these mistakes clearing themselves up as the season progressed. If anything, I would say he was making them more often. Him and Diawara, for some reason, this season. I felt like between them two, they were at fault for like ninety percent of the misplayed passes, and and maybe again <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I actually think that might have some truth to it. I I don't know. Um, but I, I do
2: where I do are, th- are you with yeah, him? I do think that this you know this guy is a huge work in progress, just because there is a, yes. a lot of potential, and as you said, this is this was his full this was first full season as a starter, and and yeah. Again, he played through injury. He, um, he had a lot of, I don't think he had time. When you play a season like Chroma do and you play so many games and with so many ups and downs, when you're a youngster and you get, you know, thrown out there to play as a starter game in game out every three days, you have very little time to, to get better. I think like Mm -hmm. the only way you can get better is in games and, We saw that Roma went from one game where there was huge pressure on them to just another game when there was huge pressure on them. And so uh, when you're a guy like Ibanez, you're bound to make mistakes. But if you make them in a derby, which he did, um, it's going to cost you a lot. Uh, not only in the game, but also after the game, you're going to have like repercussions. The guy had to switch off his comments and Instagram, which is always terrible. It's a terrible sign. And, 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 and so I I do think that for a lot of these guys this year at Roma, uh, even a guy like VR, the fact that they, we can, we're like, Oh, he had two months of fantastic football and then six months of nothing or, or, or six months of mistakes. That's, it's that's because they don't have the time to get better, and when they try to, um, you know, risk it, when they try to make the risky pass, when they try to uh, test whether they can do this or can do that, as soon as that, you know, bites them in the ass, it bites them for good, and 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 then they spend the next month thinking, oh, that mistake I made against Lazio, how terrible! Like, uh, and and I think that's the worst thing that can happen to a young player who who has to play starting minutes is that you, it's not like in the end, in in the NBA where you say, Oh, just keep shooting. You know, if you're a shooter and you miss, you keep shooting. You are just gonna, you're going to shoot yourself out of a slump. No, if you're a defender uh, in the center, yeah. If you make a mistake um, and, and the opposition scores on you, you're going to feel that um, for the next uh, few games. And, and, and so I do think that, Ibanez was definitely a glaring example of being victim of that.
1: Definitely. I I completely agree. We already touched upon Smalling. There's not much more to add. As far as the midfield goes, I mean, if you just want to talk about perplexing, this was it. Beyond Vertu, I find it difficult to Mm -hmm. really judge a lot of these guys, too. I mean, Víar, he had his ups and downs. Diawara, uh, he (laughs) The poor guy is made uh, into an episode because uh, some goofball had put his wrong age into a team sheet. He doesn't really play because of the emergence of Yard. And then in the latter stages, he is playing consistently, but he's not doing very well. Pellegrini, he's going in between the midfield and attack. I I don't know. If you want to talk about the area for me that has Mm -hmm. the most question marks it's it, this it probably yeah. is the midfield because I, I feel like you have a lot of names but as far as concrete quality yeah. i i don't necessarily know where we are at with a lot of these guys right so it's difficult for me to judge them but i do think we're going to see a, a pretty big revolution in the midfield I mean, beyond Veritu, Andy, I, I don't really know who was that outstanding. Viaro no. obviously, had mm-hmm. his moments, but inconsistent. Diawara, this poor guy, I don't know what to make of him anymore. I, I don't know. Cristante again moves back, and yeah, in, he's not, he's suspense. not
2: considered. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I, I don't know. But if you're asking me where Roma needs the biggest revolution,
2: mm-hmm. I, I do think it's here. Yeah, it has to be there because there's, as you said, there is a lot of names, but the output is very scarce. You can't really. Point you know a game where uh, everybody was clicking there. Um, I you ask me about most consistent, it's I do think it's always going to be Vertu just because of his work rate. Um, yeah, uh, I do think that this was probably Pellegrini's best season. I do think this was Pellegrini's best season. Not even st- you no, know, I'm not even looking at statistics because as we saw in Mkhitaryan's case, that's that really doesn't tell the whole story. I do think that this was the first season where he sort of. Uh, where we sort of finally saw the first signs of Pellegrini embracing the responsibility of being a captain or, Mm. you know, um, the fact that he played with the captain's armband puts a lot of pressure on him. I do think that, again, this is a player that when Roma were doing good, he was excellent. And in a lot of Roma's best games, he was, I'm one of the best players. And uh, if, so if you ask me, give me names for the midfield, I do think that whatever, you know, whatever happens happens, but Pellegrini, Vertu, and I do think VR have to, have to be there. Um, It's just, it's just, again, this season has been such a roller coaster that uh, it's true. You look at this midfield and you say, these are just names. Um, I mean, Wonderful that Vertu was able to bag so many penalties and he's been incredible with them. But uh, how does that translate onto the pitch, onto how this team functions? Uh, And then we look at where we finished this year and um, that tells you a lot.
1: Yeah, it it really does. Attack, I would say maybe just as many question marks, but perhaps they get by because uh, maybe in total there is... uh, a bit more quality oh, there. Oh, no. no, no. The, the whole thing with Mikatarian it, it's so interesting because you said, I mean, if you just look on paper, you think to yourself, my word, this guy is still world class, still completely important, still has a lot of quality. But between injuries and not really making an impact in these big matches, it's hard for you to get an actual or fair judgment on this guy because, much like Ibanez, he really has that all-or-nothing sort of quality about him. So if he were to leave along with Jekyll, you would look on paper and you would think to yourself, "Oh, what the? You know, what are Roma doing? Where where are goals going to come from?" But then I feel as if if you had watched Roma the entire season, you could think to yourself, "Okay, well, this does make sense." So from that point of view I I don't know how to judge him I don't know how to judge uh, uh, well listen Jekyll I think we both agree needs to go I would bring somebody in like like that but it's interesting from the standpoint of the guys who had the most output are the ones that I really wouldn't necessarily be upset to see Mm leave yeah which you can't say about many clubs I mean if if you look like the top uh, you know, uh, two of the top three or four goal scorers from from clubs throughout the world. I mean, I, I would assume most would say, "Oh no, we need that guy indefinitely," but right, right now at this throw, I would say, "No, it's okay. He 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 really can't go. It's not that big of a deal."
2: Yeah, this is, and uh, the fact is that again once again this a lot of, the all these elements create this puzzle that reflects perfectly uh the season that Roma just just completed um because you if you look at the guy with Mkhitaryan's numbers, you figure wow world class his his team must be thriving off of those numbers, and the reality of the situation is no they they um barely get by. And uh, you have a starting striker that I believe completes the season with, what, six or seven goals, uh, in Jekyll, <laughs> um, just something awful. You have the best, the best attacker is your backup striker that just came off a season uh, at Levante. Okay. That tells you <laughs> all you need to know the fact that you were, you you had to rely on Pedro who just couldn't contribute the fact that you had to in some way reinvent uh, Carlos Perez and nothing that that was, that was a failed experiment. The fact that you, oh. you thought, Oh, maybe we can bring in El sharawi and again, that 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 was a failed experiment so this this tells you the whole story okay you don't need to know anything about roma you don't need to know anything about uh specific games you just listen to this you listen to how this depressing this sounds the fact that this attack was was just not able to do anything this any really any there was not a single department in this team this year that made a difference and I think in recent years, we've grown accustomed to it, but that's very alarming. And I think by bringing in a guy like Mourinho, uh, you're bound to address the elephant in the room, which is you have so many players, you have so many names. You've, you know, for, for Roma's... Roma's uh potential on the on the transfer market you you've invested a lot you've 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 done your job at, at, at scouting and looking around for for potential uh solutions and you still came out empty handed so it Mourinho, in a way has to be an answer to to this this really huge huge problem
1: well before we go then we can do the stay or go next time. That way, I we're not having to fill almost an hour of transfer <laughs> market rumors again. So we can do that in the next episode. But as far as Mikatarian goes, we're seeing that Roma have offered him a renewal. We're, we're waiting for his definitive answer. I just said I, I would not be heartbroken if he were to leave. Mm-hmm. I, I really wouldn't. I, I, I don't think... If you watched Roma the entire season, I, I don't know how you could come to the conclusion that losing him would be this massive, fatal blow. I I, I don't think it would be. Where do you stand on him? Because, listen, you are going to... They're going to offer him at least a two-year extension, and it's not going to be cheap money, okay? This is going to be similar to what Pedro earns, three, three and a half million euros. So it's going to be an extensive uh, operation. Where are you with him? Because... I feel like with the injuries, when you add up the previous two seasons, I, I I think at least from my point of view, that says all I need to know.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is this is uh, the weird case of uh, a guy that 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 had a tremendous uh, year stat wise, but that doesn't translate onto the pitch. And I would also not be heartbroken um, if he were to leave, just because I think that this this was. The, he wasn't able to help you in the games that that where you failed, like in those big games where Fonseca was sort of, you know, uh, held accountable and was pointed to as as the as the main culprit. I mean, guys like Pedro, Jeco, Mkhitaryan. They are the ones that went out there and refused to perform. They are the ones out there that failed to, to do anything remotely of uh, any, any significance against teams like Atalanta, Napoli. You look at those games and the worst performers are the veterans. And so a guy like Mkhitaryan for me, in order to earn that money, we've as fans, we've seen that Roma have paid a lot of money for players that underperform. constantly that's that's constantly or not play at all i mean
1: it seems like at roma you get paid a lot of money not to
2: play yeah and this was and this was sort of the second year that Mekitarian was here and the second year in a row where um he performed great for about six months sort of like five six months he was there he was constant consistent in his appearances and then the injuries happen and once that happens you're paying for a guy that gets a knock and you worry whether he was going to be out for two or three months. Um, You just can't have that. You can't have those those question marks, especially when they cost you so much money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think this is the first time we've gone over an hour in quite a long time. Wow. I don't know how we managed to discuss such a, (laughs) a depressing subject for well over an hour, but we did it. We will go more into the market. Who should stay? who should go next time? We'll go into that later in the week. We'll balance out. Um, you can only have so much depressing stuff packed into one hour. So hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone can balance uh, can balance this subject matter out with something a bit more exciting. Um, very quickly, though, the euros. does that does that excite you? Does that get you? Hmm. The Italian national team—I've said it on here a million times—but I've had a—it's one of those things where it's just like this, this, uh, Italia hasn't interested me in almost ten years.
2: And you know they what? Just don't get me—it happened again. It happened again. What um, was that? Was that the Arsenal song that Chesney was singing um, right, in that it's video? It's happened again. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> it's happened again. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. And we, if you want to count Donnarumma too. Yeah, it's it, it's half a Juve team. It's
2: it happened again. Uh, there is there is the old good old Killini and Bonucci. Uh, today, Ogbonna spoke out, and, and he was in his full right. I mean, he was part of a West Ham that sort of exceeded expectations. He was the starter um, for Moyes, uh, and and West Ham had an incredible season. Ogbonna was a protagonist. He's uh, the same age, I believe as, as, uh, both Kellini and Bonucci. And, um, unfortunately that was, that wasn't enough for Mancini to, to select them. So, um, this is going to be incredible. Yeah. This is, this is going to be another example of, uh, an Italian team that doesn't really feel like anything, um, uh, much.
1: Yeah. It doesn't excite me whatsoever. All right, everyone, let us know your grades. Let us know if you agree, disagree where we missed the mark. Uh, Until next time then, we will chat with you later in the week. Ciao. Ciao.